Hey everybody, so today is episode number 20 and I'm really excited because it's just another, you know, another chapter in, in this podcast and, and God's done amazing things through this and I'm excited, I'm just blessed because you guys are listening and communicating and I'm getting good feedback and I'm getting some good constructive criticism, um, which I need, I need that stuff. So I want to say that if you would email under the cloud podcast at gmail.com. I have it on Facebook and a new thing about Facebook just in you know in the last month or so with Facebook. If you'll go to the Facebook page and you'll like the page of Under the Cloud Podcast, you can actually listen to the podcast on Facebook. So you don't have to download iTunes, you don't have to download Spotify or pay for premiums and all that kind of stuff. But if you have those, you can listen to them there. But this gives you the opportunity to just listen on Facebook because most people really have Facebook already. So uh, I want to say thank you for that. Um, so today's episode is with Michael Maddox. Michael is a, a friend of mine from church, and uh, he's a great guy. He's an awesome dude. And uh, we had a great conversation about music, from worship music and church to secular music and what role it should play in the life of a Christian. And to be honest, uh, we, we did it in just over an hour, and then we stood out in the driveway at my house and talked for another hour. And realized, man, there's so much more we could have talked about. So maybe we'll get in here and uh, get some feedback from you guys, some questions, and uh, hop in there and uh, make another uh, episode about that. Because really, we just scratched the surface. We barely even scratched it. So I'm excited because uh, we're doing what I feel God is leading us to. And then we just, there's so many things coming, and it's just exciting. So um, I guess that's it. We can get into the episode now. So without any further ado, enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Under the Cloud podcast. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. And like always, Lord, to talk about you, to talk about your kingdom, and just to have a conversation about your word and your works and what it is you're doing in our life. Lord, I thank you for all that you do. And bless this conversation and bless those that are listening. And thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, um, today I have Michael Maddox. Is it OX or UX? OX. OX, okay. Greg Maddox was UX. That's right. Okay. And that's that's the way I first learned how to spell it. But uh, Michael Maddox is a friend of mine from church. And again, like I said, for a while, it's going to be all the guys I, I can rope in it from church to come and do this. Uh, but what's awesome is we go to a good church and there's a lot of people, a lot of ideas, a lot of, a lot of concepts, a lot of conversations to have that we have in a parking lot. But now I can record them. That's right. Uh, so if you have been following since the beginning... The first probably 15 episodes was all recorded using Michael's uh, microphones and cables and microphone stands. And and then uh, we had an opportunity to purchase our own stuff. And, 
and I was glad to give it back to him because that meant we're we're growing. So thank you, by the way, if I never thanked you before for letting me use all that. I was glad it happened. Uh, sure, SM58s were awesome. And I'm using these cheaper 48s now, and I can feel like you can, if you rub it, you can feel the, hear the difference. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're all in the youth room now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So Michael is, um, at our church, is on Sunday mornings, you play on the stage for worship for the main sanctuary. And on Wednesday nights, you do the worship for the youth, teenagers, and preteens. Are they in there as well? Preteens are, yes. Preteens, yep. And so so you are you get to do a lot of music playing. Oh, yeah. And you enjoy that. Very much. Yeah. So did you have you always played music, or is it just? For a very long time now, since uh, I probably started playing with people when I was about 14. Started learning, learned it fast, and uh, started playing in bars almost immediately. Right. Yeah. What kind of music did you start playing? Um, rock, rock and roll, muscle show stuff. Leonard Skinner, Ted Newt, well, Ted Nugent, and classic rock thing. That's so mostly guitar playing. though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. I didn't start singing until I was fully grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as you figure out chords and you start playing what you're listening to, probably yeah. what you're hearing mostly. And then that's the way most bands are. You know, you get into those groups and either what you're listening to or what your buddies are listening to or oh, so yeah. you can start a band. That's always the number one thing. That's right. I had a friend who's who is an amazing guitar player and uh, at the time he was an amazing guitar player for a 14 year old. Yeah. And uh, who Chris or no, my, my friend Adam, he's he's a uh, he's been a professional musician. He's kind of a semi-professional musician now. Because I heard Chris is really good too. Chris <laughs> is really good. Well, Chris, Chris came up with us playing. We, oh, okay. We met him yeah, yeah. about the same time. And uh, he, I, I became friends with this guy and his his dad played music. And his dad is a, is a, a mentor of mine and always, and has been. He's been a, a major father figure in my life. And he had a band and played music. It was just awesome seeing these guys just rock, hit those big notes, play guitar. And he was the singer of that band, my friend's dad. So that went down to my friend. We'd go over there on Saturday nights, and they'd all be jamming, and we'd sit in the room with them, unplugged most of the time, just chugging along. Teenagers playing along with the adults. Oh, oh yeah. And then then, the, then one day you accidentally plug it in, and they're like, ooh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> slowly slowly started taking us in, and, and I was learning things from both of them, and we uh, kind of all played the same stuff, and yeah, it, it took off from there playing old rock and roll and honky tonk music, stuff like that mainly. So I I bought a guitar from a guy on my ship when I was in the Navy. Uh, I guess he decided he was done with it, and it was a Fender an acoustic guitar. It came with a a case, and it had a really high action on it. It was really hard to press down those, and so you really earn your uh, pads with, on your fingers with those. Um, and I'm sorry, guys, if we start talking musical stuff, I apologize if we get too carried away and I don't give enough details But or what that means. But but with that guitar, you really earn your pads. And I had a guy that uh, lived in my apartment complex who was always sitting in his garage playing guitar all the time. Big blues guy. I loved playing blues and stuff like that. And uh, and one day I just said, hey, I just bought a guitar. You want to help me learn? And he goes, yeah, bring it. Like, go get it right now. The plan was for us to, like, me go over there and say, Hey, when when would be a good time? 
And to him, it was right then. And so I went and got it, and and we I started playing with him, and he told me the important thing is to find a song that you like and learn it. And so the first song I ever played that I learned from scratch from beginning to end was Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Um, and it was a great – and then it was a Leonard Skinner song, uh, All I Can Do Is Write About It. So those are the two songs. And then he goes, okay, well, you got those. Let's go play them at a bar, a little open mic night. And I was scared to death, you know. I'd, I'd sang in church. I'd sung in front of a thousand people, you know, and in and, and choir and stuff like that. Do a solo in front of the Fine Arts Center, in front of everybody. But to sit in front of 30 people who were musicians on open mic night, it was it was exhilarating. It was a blast. I was like, yeah, I'm doing this, you know. So, um, And that's really all I ever did with it, you know, just playing and, you know, doing a little bit here and there. So I didn't, I didn't graduate to that musician you know i always kind of i look at the guitars in the bedroom when i walk by them and i'm like man i need to pick them up but i don't you know i don't spend the time uh dedicated to it as i should but then again i'm not on the praise team so I, it would just be learning it for learning it but yeah so i mean it's so you you grew up playing guitar uh for your adolescence and then on into your church world you know through the bars into the world or church world which is very common Right. Uh, and it well, it is if you if most people aren't playing guitar and learning heavy riffs playing Stephen Curtis Chapman you're right they're learning playing you know Metallica and and such as that you know they're learning those heavy riffs and then those transcend in the church and you'll hear it you know people are playing where they're what kind of background they have you know because that what you how you learn music inspires you to learn and and it will actually impact the way you play forever you know because you can hear when somebody's a metalhead or whether they're a blues person even if they're playing at church you can kind of hear it you know yeah. so um i've always enjoyed your playing because you wound up you started at our church playing just a lead no yeah just playing a lead guitar right just or like yeah well i started playing bass there filling in on yeah. the bass and uh one day, the uh, the guy that was kind of leading worship said, "Hey, tomorrow, bring your amp. You're gonna play with us." And I did, and yeah. that was all there was to it. I don't know if he asked anybody or not, but <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I got to go because yeah. he knew I played guitar, and I was kind of just filling in on bass, just helping out any way I could. And uh, I'm I'm really happy he done that for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he did too. <laughs> yeah. And now now you're one of the main people in front singing and and. Uh, you know, playing music and stuff. And, and I've, I've always enjoyed, see, as, as somebody who understands music a little bit and understands playing a little bit, you know, I can listen to, to um, uh, even, you know, some of the great guitar players and hear when they mess up and, but yeah. they just keep going. But, you know, before I started playing, I never heard that, never noticed they oh, yeah. never mess up. They're perfect, you know, or they would start over, but no, they just keep going, you know, like, but so I can hear, how much time you put into it. Yeah. That and that goes back to that uh my mentor friend that I was talking about, the old man. He uh we'd we'd all be playing together and when you mess up or something confusing comes along or someone goes the wrong part, as a teenager, as a young man playing, you stop. You, stop. you get deer in the headlights. Yeah. Everybody does it. You see people learning music and they, everybody does it. And he would call you out immediately. Did I say stop? And he pointed everybody. Did you say stop? Did he say stop? Nobody said stop. Why'd you stop? We learn fast. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stop. Yeah, don't stop. So, and, and, and it still 
transfers over now. I, I mess up a lot. I mess up every time I play, but I just keep going. I know you said a few weeks ago that you practice a lot. I do. How much time do you put into your practice? You know, like what what is what's your regiment? Well, what do you try for? What are you aiming for anyway? So um when I get a set list from church, if I get one for main service on Sundays, it's usually starting Thursday evening, it's at least an hour every evening on guitar parts and at least an hour on my vocal parts. Yeah. Just trying to learn those. I have to, I'm not, I'm not naturally gifted and I'm not a very good, uh, at just making things up. So I have to practice these parts for sure. And I, I like to know what key they're in and all. So I spend a, at least an hour on guitar and an hour on singing pretty much every evening from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Did y'all get the song list on Wednesday night, which are most likely, I mean, subject to change, but you get the Ho- song list hopefully. on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and I used to do a little more than that for main service, but now since I'm in the youth, I have to come up with what we're going to play. They don't do all the organization. So immediately following church Sunday, and a lot of times on church Sunday, I'm getting ideas, write them all down. Sunday night I start practicing for that, and that's just acoustic playing and singing, which is a lot of singing, which I'm not a singer, and I never have been, and I kind of have fell into the role there. So... It takes a lot of practice for me to do that. So every evening, Sunday evening, uh, Monday evening, Tuesday evening, I'm practicing for an hour or two, singing and playing my songs and arranging those songs in a manner to where our kind of um, compressed youth worship group can play it through easily. Yeah, you're not just solo. You have you have youth that's helping you. That's right, and and it goes extremely well. They fall yeah. into it. We play new songs every week and they hear them about 30 minutes before we play them you know maybe they've heard them on the radio maybe not but their first time playing them is usually 30 minutes before we play them and they do so well just falling in there to it so my daughter my oldest two kids actually the oldest three are there on wednesday nights for that and i asked peyton last night who's my oldest how how's it go you know is it good and she said yeah it's good she said she enjoys it which is great because it means that she's hearing that from peers, you know, even though you're up there, yeah. there's, there's her peers there doing the same thing. And, and, and I, that's, I, I, as a father of a teenager, I appreciate that. You know, when I was in, when I was in uh, high school, our youth group consisted of me and another girl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then when we started dating and we broke up, it just was pretty much ended that youth group, you know, but, um, but so I'm, I mean, I'm glad that there's our churches of the size that one, we have a youth group, and two, we have enough youth in there that can actually play music and and enjoy worship. Not and it's not just. And I'm sure I, I know you well enough to know that you're you're not up there just singing and playing. You're up there in worship. That's right. It, it's a it's not just a show, you know. And I, and I appreciate that too because I can see that on Sunday mornings, and uh, you do you do something that a lot of people might not catch, and and if if when you're listening to a song out of a major church, and I use the name major church as one that actually produces a lot of the music that you would listen to on K-Love and such as that, uh, or produces the songs and such, and, and I, without saying names, I, which is irrelevant, I don't really, you know, don't really matter, but take Bethel, for example. Um, Bethel has a lot of music, Jesus culture, so, such as that. I mean, there's a ton of great spontaneous 
I mean, that, to me, there's a lot of great music. I know some people don't like it. Um, but there are, the arrangement in it is insane. If you were to watch how many guitar players there are, there's one that's doing like, ding, 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 the whole song. Oh, yeah. And But it's so faint in the song, you don't realize there's a man or a woman standing there with a the guitar just making that little ding, ding, ding. And it adds so much to it. And then I've started noticing that that's what you do at our church. You're adding those little, because Mr. Ross, who's a fantastic guitar player, yeah. who's an amazing guitar player, he's over there doing his thing. And you just add this little deal and you shake your finger a little bit and it just adds this little, little thing to it. Yeah. And it's not necessary, but it's there and it's awesome and it's great. Uh, and it makes it what you're used to hearing too. So it's not like it's different. That's right. Um, layers, I, I think, are very important. Okay, layers, that's a good yeah. way to say it. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. You just layer up all those sounds on there. I like pads, which is that ambient kind of synth sound. If I can do that, I can do, I'll do them. And usually what I do is I find out um, any any big song we play that people are used to hearing on the radio, I like to do the main riffs of the song. If there's something, you know, God's Not Dead, for example, it has a very distinct dun, 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 opening. Dun, 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 yeah, everybody knows that. That's heard the song. So I want that in there. Yeah. But there may be a little too much going on for me to sing and do that. Right. Or there may be that sound you're looking for maybe actually being made by two players stacking up True. on top of each other. And there's an, another feature to that is a lot of times that is two different guitar players playing two different kind of leads in the song that I think I can hear distinctly. And I yeah. So usually what I do is I find out what every guitar player is doing and I usually kind of morph them into some yeah. kind of um, devolved combination of both of them. Yeah. So what fits, what fits your church, what fits your worship service? Because if you got up there, if you had every component that a big church has, if you had every person that could pull it off, and you made it about, hey, let's do it exactly like it was written. Yeah. Let's do it that way. Then it takes away from the anointing side of it because it makes it more of about, um, it, it makes it more about the show and not the, the spirit. Production. Yeah. Well, and my views on that have changed significantly. And see, we're not even in what we were planning I, on talking sorry, about. Yeah. No, no, that's, uh, that's what, hey, let the spirit lead it. And so that makes and, better podcasts. Very anyway. quickly, mind change. There's a, there's a church that I very much admire, a local church, and they, they do that awesomely. They, they put on a, a great thing and they, they have their own sound. You talking about a good show or a good spirit? Both. Both. Okay. They're, they're, they do both. They're sincere and they are amazing at their show. And, um, listening, listening to them before, they have their own sound. Yeah, and I've but I've also seen them do almost note for note record, and it, and it was actually it was it was a um a pre recording with that. It's um it's on your pads program, and some of the extra instruments just come through the PA, and it sounded just like the album, and um and they lost me right there. Well, they're on just on that song. I mean, I yeah. they, these guys are still amazing, and um I've heard a few other churches do that where they play any parts they're missing just through the PA on a on a click track that's recorded and it loses me it's like okay something well, left trying here. too hard well it's just it, i guess the overproduction yeah and maybe like you say focusing too much on just the sound i don't know what it is but i, I heard that live and i said oh i was wrong we don't need every part i said our right. our 
kind of mashed up bunch of musicians creates our sound and that's very important i I value that a lot more than i first did when i first started doing worship teams because i was i found myself more and more trying to emulate what i was hearing and i'm very satisfied now mixing up my own thing and i was even using presets on the guitar that were made specifically for those songs was modeled after um the musician that made them and i swapped from that too i've got kind of like how I grew up playing. I've got my own sound now that I use that's sort of unique to me. Yeah. And, it's, and you're going to hear that in every song that I play now. That's So we're it's I like the band aspect of it, the kind of um raw side of it. I yeah, and, that, and but when we were having this conversation uh I had I was actually having this conversation with Matt Baird the other day at our church uh, about First, I walked up to him, was asking him about what tuning he had on his guitar, and he just had a half step down. The whole thing was just a half step down, so E flat is all it was. And uh, because he was holding some weird chords, and and I was like, he was holding them in like almost like a C shape, but he was working it all the way up and down. And so you may have to teach me how to do that. Well, I went home and tried to copy him, tried to rip him off on uh, here again. And I was, was watching. I was watching what he was doing, and it wasn't adding. I so said, I'm not the only one watching his hands. <laughs> I said, I said he's tuned different. He's t- yeah, I, yeah, I knew he had to be because I, I, mean, I figured he had some kind of open tuning because of the way that he he held that same like C nine shape the entire way up the neck and back down. But then, so I was talking to him. And I asked him about it, and he said that he's not a musician. He he just makes it work. He's for him sing, is singing, and the same with me. Singing's number one. Music or instruments is number two. And but what we talked about was how did you know that on Saturday night he performed somewhere in Missouri, and then he was in our church of Southwest Louisiana on Sunday morning. So Saturday night to Sunday morning. I didn't know that he did that last time. I know that, and and he so said. he was talking about his voice and stuff, and and what what I what I was bringing up, and this comes back to my Pentecostal Church of God upbringing, is to step out in the anointing is to say that you know is to be like, okay, we're about to do this. Here's what we've prepared, but right now, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Take this, take this guitar, take this. Take this microphone. This is yours. We're here for you. We're here for that. And when you make mistakes under that anointing, nobody's really cares because everybody's in worship. Everybody's in a in a mindset of, of worship. And and I think that's important because um it you know, it's funny because like there's the story in the in or the account to make Mr. Feel happy. There's the account in the Bible that talks about that they were instead of going in the battle, they sent the worshipers first, and when they sent the worshipers first, then the enemies started attacking each other, and they didn't even have to go to battle because the they sent worship first, and and I think that's the model as to why we have worship prior to the word. Uh, Roy Connor uh, is a very well respected, amazing man of God back home. Um, I would go to him all the time and, and when I was learning and getting in ministry and I'd ask him questions. But one day I heard him say um, that worship is the worship softens your skin and softens your spirit so that the sword of the word can cut you better. And if you go straight into the word, you can still be cut by the sword of the word. 
But you know how like when you wash dishes and your hands are in that water for a long time, surfers had that problem when their feet are so saturated with water that the bottom of the fin on the board can cut their foot just really easy, step on coral real easy. But if you just get out there, it's not that way. So the worship mentality takes you into that place so that when, when you're there for the word, then you can be cut by the word. And I love that. It makes sense. And so, and also one day noticed that worship, worship, I can't say it. Now I'm thinking about it. And worship, W-A-R-S-H-I-P, is a, you know, like a, a Navy, you have a warship. And one day that just hit me. And like, it's it's a battle. You know, worship is a battle. Going into that mindset, you, you're lifting up God, and there's so many different variables. People don't like that song. People don't like who wrote that song. Who cares who wrote that song? Yeah. It, it, or that song sounds too much like this one, or that song sounds too much like the world. But, you know, in and of itself is is... We're here for the we're here for God, and if it happens to sound like somebody on the radio that's not Christian, but we're here in God, and as long as our the motives are right and the and the mindset behind the song is right, and I'm there are some Christian songs that I don't really care for. Yeah, there's a bunch actually. I don't really like them. Oh yeah, and yeah. and there's a lot of hymns that I don't care for. <laughs> if you really want to get into that too, there's a lot of them that I don't think they should be in the hymn book. They're not centered toward God, you know, and I know there's songs that are sung at church that are the same way. In today's modern church, there's a lot of songs that are probably sung that are just singing because they make people happy, not because their mind's in the right spot of worship. Oh, yeah, it happens a lot. We we do it. We, we do it with some of those songs, and it's really just to, to kind of, most of the time it's used to set the pace for the rest of the service i suppose because there there's a one or two that are based off of a off of a biblical aspect or a biblical mindset or even a christian mindset that don't really do any glorification i suppose and it's it's uh you could say they're for entertainment if you want to look at it that way or you could say it's for just uh, an emotional boost, if you want to look at it that way. I know some people think that. And it's really, most of the time, just to set the pace. Hey, let's get going. Let's get clapping so that we can get into this worship. Right. Get a little more comfortable with what we're about to be doing. Because that whole, the whole um, aspect of it, the whole point we're there is is to worship. And a lot of times... You have to make people comfortable. I mean, that's all there yeah. is to it. They, nobody, not everybody sitting there is a seasoned Christian. A lot right. of those people that's just, true. Yeah. just come out of the world. Some of them just come out and of the maybe, bar last night. Yeah, there may be their first time ever in church. That's yeah. right. And and whether some people think it's right or not, we 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 think about them too. You know, right. and we're gonna say this is this is what we're doing here. We're clapping. We're some people are doing more than that. You know, and, and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> to ex- to yeah. express yourself if you feel like that is worship to God, you know. Yeah. So do you um I'm gonna ask this question, and I know this is a loaded question, but some people may not even know this happens. What, how do you feel about guitar players? It's a trend now of sliding in like Star Wars. Have you seen that? I have. What do, what's your feeling now? I don't mind it so much. Um it's it falls kind of like what I was saying before. I don't I don't know that there's any direct 
it, and it is loaded. Um, it's tricky, and it's 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 like any non-worshipful uh, song. In basically, you're you're given that talent by God. It comes from God. Everything God created music. God created everything. Right. So, in a way, you know, I'm doing this. This is this is glorifying, but. I don't. I don't really think there's a place for it in our in in worship set, honestly. But I, I, I can't say funny. I can't yeah. say I'm not get. I'm gonna get mad at someone yeah, for doing. Yeah. It. I'm gonna laugh if I'm sitting out there and, and I, I hear somebody it, yeah. do it. And, <laughs> I, and honestly, I think it would break the ice with some people. Right. Really, yeah. I think I think my wife would really like to hear that in a worship <laughs> set. You know, and and the thing about it is, there's a lot of things we're doing that are just breaking the ice, that are just making people comfortable, and and you know that, but. I think that's fine. I think yeah. it's fine to to make people comfortable to 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 put in familiar things because the because we haven't changed our goal. We haven't changed the fact that we're here to worship God. It's all yeah. You know, if you're considering worship, then I think it is. So the uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I just I, I think that it it's neat, but it take it can. Where's your focus at? You yeah. know, what? Why are you up there? Are you up there to entertain? Or are you up there for God? And sometimes I think that if you're up there and you just slide it in once to be funny and that's it, that's one thing. But it's it can get it can get a little over. I guess you know, out of hand sometimes and stuff. Oh, it could, and I, I and it happens in the black churches too. They'll add, and especially like, and I say black churches because I hate saying that, but it's true with their music. They'll add stuff, especially like drum riffs and stuff in it. You'll hear it on YouTube and such stuff. They'll add songs and, you know, songs that, honestly, I don't know because I don't follow certain styles of music, but they'll add it in there and then, like, and they'll, la- they'll turn around and laugh, ha ha, and they'll keep playing, you know, like, oh, so yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but I think there's a time for it and there's a time not for it. But. Yeah. I, f- I feel the same way about, um, like any guitar soloing kind of as far as, um, yeah, that was another question. Ev- I had. Everything. Oh, I'm, I didn't no, mean to get heavy, but uh, everything stopping. You know, the the whole movement stopping just to showcase this yeah. guitar thing. I kind of feel the same. I get and I I get asked to do it a lot more than I do it, and I usually just kind of brush it off because I'm I don't I I don't have any set viewpoint on that, but right. I don't feel right about it. To be honest with you, there's there's a few things that the feature really fits in. Right. But it's not going to be a three minute blister and so right. that yeah, yeah, it would yeah. not be that. You so that, know, that's something honestly that okay. So in in con, well to use the word contemporary, I don't know. If, I don't know if Jesus culture would be considered temp, contemporary, but probably because you have like southern gospel music, you have hymn music, and you have like what the charismatic church in the seventies and sixties, seventies, eighties. They had what was referred to as uh, coarse music, which is just like. Um, um, great. Uh, what's that song? It just popped in my head. It went away. Anyway, there's just like little lines. And it's like back when it was an overhead projector and they were putting it on the screen, they could put the uh, the entire song as like a Bible verse or whatever, and everybody was singing it. And it was just, it's not a hymn, but it's not a contemporary. It's just, it's anyway, total word just left my head. It's like a chorus or something, okay. and uh, and it fits. And there's some of them are amazing, and uh, in in worship even. Um, and they fit this because God's anointed it, you know. And um, but then you have like like you just talking about the solos. Um, 
you have the traditional or the K-Love songs now, or or I, say, I use K-Love because it's a national thing. Everybody knows what it is. And you have, a, you have a verse, of course, a verse, of course, a bridge, and then back into your chorus a couple times or, or whatever. However, however, most songs are, are in that regard. Now, secular music, especially like with heavy metal and rock and stuff, the stuff that we were talking about growing up, Van Halen, Pantera, and all that stuff. When they're in the bridge, it's guitar solo time. It's, it's Don Daryl doing his thing. It's, 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 you know, these guys doing, doing their thing, playing guitar, shredding it, having a great time. And then it goes back into the chorus. Well, when you're in church, I have felt that before this. I have felt this like, where do I stand on the solo? Is it about the solo? Is it about the deal? Now, this is exactly one of the two reasons that the Mennonite church does not play music. Because one reason is that New Testament never mentions music whatsoever. So by default, they don't mention it. We're not mentioning it. Two, it's about pride and it's about showcasing like that, making it about me, making it about look at my piano playing, look at my this and this. And which the same thing can be done with vocals. The same thing can be done with vocals. But when you talk to a Mennonite, a lot of times they'll give you that reason. Because what are you up there for? Are you up there for the guitar solo for you? Well, hey, God gave me the ability. He gave me four fingers on my left hand and the thumb to push back on it so I can play these scales. He's the one that gave the guy the ability to put. 88 piano strings, pick six of them, put them on a guitar, and make a guitar. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Who come up with that? How many combinations did that take? God was behind that, too, I believe. You know, like you said earlier, God God created music, too. So it, it you run into that. You run into that debate. When is the solo? Because you're not going to hear a drum, do a drum solo in the middle of worship. Yeah. But then here's a guitar solo, you know, and a lot of times though, and I'm at our church, um, at our church, I've, a lot of times when you hear the solos, it's during breath break. Yeah. It's when you're, be- <laughs> oh yeah. And then Mr. Ross back there and playing like a maniac, playing amazing. But while he's doing that, everybody, you can see everybody getting their breath back because they've just been singing so oh, hard, yeah. you know, and it, and you have to, and people don't think about that, you know, the breath break, you know, like. And have to breathe. That, that's, or you'll fall down. That's right too. And I like I like it as a layer a lot. I like I like um, and that that is that is I've messed us up on stage before like that uh, in in conjunction with others, where um, like you say here it feels like this needs some guitar stuff right here. I can feel it. It needs to happen. You know, as a player, or whatever has happened. It's now this, this needs to be in there, and here I go playing it. And then everybody stops singing. But I wanted, I just wanted to play it underneath, yeah, everything. underneath it. Yeah, yeah. And here it becomes a feature all of a sudden. It's like, okay, I, I wasn't aiming for that, but whatever. That that has happened a lot too, you know. And, and that was out of, I think, just out of, you know, respect or friendship. They think, okay, here, oh, he's wanting to do something. So I stopped. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was just trying to add to what you were doing. That's really yeah. all I was doing. Yeah. And so when you were off to the stage right and over there by yourself in the dark, yeah, because it was kind of dark. Oh yeah, and you had all your pedals and stuff, and you were you were, the, there was a microphone there, but you wasn't really singing. You were just so focused on playing. You would do a lot of that layer stuff. You were stuck, and it worked great. Oh yeah. And then now that you're up front in the middle, you got your pedals, and you're down there looking at your pedals and pushing pedals and stuff, which I enjoy. I enjoy it so much, and because you're a great guitar player, and in you, your heart's in it for the right spot. But 
is you, you is it distracting you sometimes? Do you, is it too much? That's, that could probably be the best way. No, no, not right now. It could be. I've simplified it way a lot, uh, very much. Uh, and uh, and it and it come from you know I was I was up there with the acoustic for a while. Oh yeah, the and, Martin. Yeah, and and someone asked me. I mean, somebody that uh, I very highly value his opinion, and he has a very big say so in the church. He asked me, can you go back to playing electric and doing some of those fills and pads and stuff? Because I feel like we're missing that. That's what he told me. And uh, I felt the same way just because yeah, I, I really, I, I, I think I have an ear for music. And I said, yeah, I, I wish I wish I could. And he, he said, I really wish you would. And <laughs> so uh, do that. You know, do that tomorrow, I think he said. So okay. I started doing that. I, I, and I simplified my rig. It's just basically, go, basically just a two-button thing now, just back and forth. One's uh, just louder than the other, essentially. <laughs> so, so it, it's not that big of a deal. And as far as the neck goes and playing, I, I can play it blindfolded in the dark, whatever need to be. I, I know that just fine. for what I do. I keep I keep my stuff relatively simple, and I don't step out of my comfort zone a, a whole lot um, playing, especially not on stage. I want to be ready to yeah. go with what and I stick. I stick to what I know. So I'm I'm not having any issues concentrating on anything I'm doing yeah. on the guitar. I have issues concentrating on my singing just because I'm not <laughs> a I'm not a trained singer. I, and and you find in church you don't get a lot of uh well even even outside of church I don't get a lot of criticism for my singing and I welcome it very much because I want to know what I'm doing. Have wrong. I, I've given you feedback. You've given me more than anybody else in my <laughs> life has ever given me. And I and, and I and like I, that. it ain't bad, is it? No, well no. no, it's a good thing. Because I, mean, I noticed that you were trying and I and I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you said I noticed that you were doing those fills or those layers while you were singing. Yeah. And that was like it it wasn't working. And he was like missing it. Like pick one, you know, sing it or feel it. And when, when that's the awesome thing about our setup is you have other singers leading and yeah. then you can fill in there, you know, you do your layers there, but it's really hard. It's really hard to play the bass and sing at the same time. It is. I mean, I know people do it. Sting from the police did it and uh, people do it, but is it, it's, it's really hard to do lead and lead the song. Well, what would be messing me up with I that? Mean, like, what's his name from uh, Megadeth? Uh, Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine. He's he's a freak. Oh, he yeah. can do both. It's like oh, yeah. how how do you do that? Well, what messes me up with that is um it it isn't the guitar and it I guess having the guitar would uh, contribute to it, but um hitting the notes while I'm singing. Yeah. I don't hit the right notes a lot, <laughs> but when I'm hitting the right note on the guitar, it's blatant that I'm not hitting the right note singing, oh, and I can oh. hear the pitch between the two yeah. of them, so it takes my mind to a oops <laughs> to a oops and a worry state and oh panic almost. I've got to get back on track with my voice here, and that, well, just do like that guy told you. Just keep going. I, I always keep going <laughs> if I can. Because if you ever stop, he'll be in the he'll be like yeah. the, be the day he visits, and yeah. he'll be like, "What? Who told oh, you yeah. stop?" <laughs> yeah. I would if I ever stop it's only because I I'm I'm basically crying and I can't I can't keep myself together. I've done that before, you know, right. but uh as as far no, you as You do great, playing, man. You do great and the band is great. And, I mean, if it's a band or our our worship team's great. Yeah. Russ is Russ is a fantastic drummer and I really wish he had real drums, but that it works, you know. Yeah. And uh it's a good setup, you know. It's a it's a good deal and um well, so Part of the reason I wanted you to come over and to talk was, and I was hoping we'd get to that part. So we started there. Okay, there we are. So 
when I started talking about doing the podcast and I started hammering ideas out, being that me and you are musical type people, uh, I came to you with a with a topic. And this is a year and a half ago, probably. I came to you with a topic and you told me your answer off the bat. And then I asked you a few months ago and you kind of said, and that's changed a little bit, like your answers changed a little bit. And the question is, and this is a very important question. Is it okay for Christians to listen to non-Christian music or secular music? Secular music being, right, just, you know, l- really, Loretta Lynn, uh, Metallica, um, Nelly, Michael Jackson. I'm just thinking some people. Uh, is it okay to listen to Ray Charles? Is it okay to listen? I mean, anything that's not Christian music, Johnny Cash, you know, Waylon Jennings. Is it okay for Christians to listen to music that's not Christian and so I was kind of hoping to talk about that a little bit, but listen, if you don't mind, yeah. What do you think? I know there's so, a, I know well, there's this is going to start an argument, but there, not between well, us. But yeah, yeah, well, there's there's so much to it, and I can be the hard head guy, you know, the uh, the technical guy, and I can start off and I, I'll say, is there a such thing as secular music? Even though I know what you're talking about, right. I know exactly what you're talking about. But really, music is just math. It's 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 chords, it's notes, it's timing. All music is is math, and right. it, it was like everything. It was created. So music in itself just isn't secular. And so you're coming from the perspective of all music comes from the fact that God created it. So there's no. That's a great way to put. That is a great way. For that me. Well, that that's what's in my mind and my heart. Yeah. I, I think you know. Just I had like a guy working with me every, one time that said, "There's no such thing as Christian music, only Christian lyrics." Well, that, well that's that's a good good point. And I he's mean, an atheist. Well, that was a, the craziest thing, but it was like it was so brilliant. Well, that, that I mean, that's technically right. There's right. no, there's not, there's not a Christian chord, and there's not a Christian note. Um, the G sus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, maybe so. Musician maybe joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, band nerd thing. <laughs> But but I mean all things yeah. glorify God. All of creation glorifies God, even music. Now, that was the hard headed answer. The whole that, that at the core, I can keep that in mind with whatever I'm listening to, with whatever painting I'm looking at, with whatever show I'm watching. This was created by someone who glorifies God. Well, I mean, it, it was it created by a sinner. Well, all Christian music was created by sinners too, as well, all the way back to the Psalms. Now, getting into the way I understand about secular music, and I know what you're saying by artists who aren't proprietary Christian artists, I think it's fine. But just like anything, there there are definite limits to that in my mind. Right. You know, in my own personal, I'm not going to listen to anything blasphemous. You know? Right. Yeah. And and I would at one time. I mean, at one time, I thought it was awesome. And that was a, uh, it was all about shock value. You know, at at a certain point in my life, I wanted the hardest death metal I could find. Really? Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was Morbid Angel and stuff like that? No, way worse than that. Way worse (laughs) than that. Lamb of God. By the way, by the way, Lamb of God is not a good band, so don't ever buy that for your your kids. I could see the mistake. Uh, It happens all the time. I think they did that on purpose. Bands you wouldn't hear. Norwegian bands and such, yeah. Oh, man. And uh, 
bands that were blatantly blasphemous or right. glorified death a lot or demonic things. And I and it was and I can say this from a standpoint of I was just uh, I would say a dumb kid to where I thought that was cool and I made music like that just thinking not I didn't have any ill feelings towards God I had a pretty good life as for a American poor kid growing up you know yeah as I had I had shoes and food and all that I didn't have anything against God but if something was shocking you know whether it was blasphemous or whether it was just about death and stuff like that there's a um, I won't name any of those bands and those songs, but I th- those things just appeal just because of the shock value. There was a guy, um, say because he he came out about this, Tom Araya from Slayer, which is a heavy band, but no, not near as heavy as a lot of the stuff. Yeah, they're they, very well, very. They, well, he had a song they, called "God Hates Us All," yeah. and someone confronted him about that one time, and he he shook it off. He laughed. He said. God doesn't hate man, and he just laughed and walked off. Well, but why make that song? There's two sides. To it. Yeah, one. Yeah. I understand as a dumb kid, he's just doing it for shock value, and he's getting sales, and you know, yeah. it was just a neat riff. But and the other side of that, there's a lot of kids listening to that and saying, "Oh, God hates us all," and believing, and and yeah. maybe even crafting some of their worldview around that. Right. And that gets to where my whole view on secular music is. <laughs> the same view I have on drinking. If you can't sip a fine bourbon that a man has spent years crafting into something peculiar and specific and amazing without getting drunk and, and acting a fool, you don't need to be sipping on bourbon. And if you're going to be listening to music that has a negative worldview and changing your worldviews around it, you don't need to be listening to that music. You need to know your limits. You know, I, I had a, I had a buddy that, um, he he was a um, recovering uh, drug addict, and this was before I got in the church. And he talked every night. He was doing something with the church, kind of like kind of like we did for a while. Honestly, yeah. it seemed like every night something was going on. He was doing that every night. He had a Bible study, a men's group, uh, a private study. He had church, and I got to know this guy, and I got to learn if he got out of church at all, he was back on dope. And that was how he was. So he had to be there. He had to be yeah. in the church. He had to be surrounded by those people. One step out, he was gone. Yeah. For a while, he'd break off. He'd borrow money from you and disappear and everything. And you, you got, you have to know your limits. And if you don't know your limits, maybe don't step out there. Right. You know. And I don't see anything wrong with secular music as a whole at all. Um, like I say, that I have my. I won't. I don't. I don't listen to anything blasphemous. That's that's obvious. I don't. I don't listen to anything about death. I don't like that. It, it, it turns my stomach now and used to that I thought that was cool but something has changed in me to where I don't I don't want that around me and uh, when you're talking about like well there's a band I used to like a lot called uh six feet under and all their stuff was it was death metal it was about killing people and yeah terrible things and I uh, I won't listen to them and, and I grew up I grew up they shaped some of my playing and I, right. won't, I won't listen to them anymore and there, there's a lot of bands like that I want so you know I, I do listen to quite a bit of country music these days and there's some some of that um rock from my from my past i still listen to and will listen to you know so in high school we was going to faith baptist church in franklin north carolina and we had at that church they had wednesday nights they had sunday morning sunday night preaching and on wednesday nights was just class like it was basically another sunday school but it was just they but they broke them up broke us up 
by boys and girls and by ages. So there was a lot of teachers. It took a lot of teachers to pull that off. But it was a much, much smaller church. And, and um, I mean, 150 on Sunday mornings was a big service. And so, um, but so one night this, this, um, we were walking in the class and corn had just released its life is peachy album. And so we're doing the whole twist, twist, um, but, but, um, you know, so we're, we're all like kind of doing our stupid high school teenage thing. And, and the teacher of the class, who's an amazing man and has, has impacted my life, even without realizing it, uh, his name is Steve Stewart. He, he said, uh, that we shouldn't be listening to that because it's not godly. Now, if you don't know who Corn is, he's probably right. Corn was a really rough, especially the first album was like, I mean, it's it's is very morbid. I mean, he he writes about what he went through and it sucks. His life was horrible, and and but he made music, made millions of dollars, and then. Brian Welch wound up coming out and doing his own Christian stuff, which is amazing, yeah. man of God. I mean, or that, that God pulled him out of oh, that, yeah. which is awesome. But, but anyway, so the conversation that night turned into why and whatever the the lesson was was thrown away, and we spent the time not talking about music and why we shouldn't listen to this, shouldn't listen to that. And one of the boys said, "Well, how come it's okay for you to listen to Conway Twitty, but it's not okay for me to listen to Metallica, right?" Yeah, and his response was that Conway Twitty sings "Amazing Grace" on the Grand Ole Opry, yeah. and and he's true, he's right. And so you're talking your your perspective goes to the metal. Your perspective think when when I ask you this question, you went to metal first, yeah, and which is fine. That's your that's your genre of music. It was mine. I loved Meg. I loved Megadeth, Metallica. I, I followed Pantera for a while. I've seen them three times in live and. Back when they was still Pantera, you know, it was, like, it was a long time ago, and uh, I even took Christina one night to uh, uh, this concert that had so many different Slayer, Pantera, Morbid Angel, Static X, and there's another local band. It was like a huge, you know, we spent all day there, and and I, I, it didn't fill me, but it filled my ears, you know, but it didn't fulfill me. Yeah. But so anyway, so I understand why you would say that. Hey, that's not good. However. When it comes to country, it was always tolerated where I'm from because Loretta Lynn would sing Amazing Grace on the Grand Ole Opry or Dolly Parton would or, or even the new people would sing it. And then this kid who was a teenager who was probably 14, 15 years old said, how come, is it, how come it's okay to sing about you know, picking up a girl at a bar and saying, I can tell you've never been this far before. A womp, womp, womp. And then the next song is, then sings My Soul, which anybody who's listened to country music can immediately hear Conway Twitty singing How Great Thou Art because he did it a lot. Yeah. And so which which is that? Is that a lukewarm message that you're giving out? That, it, hey, you can pick this girl up at a bar and you can take her home and check her for ticks, as the one song said. Take her out in the woods and check her for ticks, you know, air quotes. But the last song on the album is a um, How Great Thou Art, and it makes it okay. Yeah, I see where you're getting and to that. To me, that's more dangerous than Iron Maiden. I, I, I don't think so. Well, well, okay. well, yeah, yeah. yeah. well, Was yeah, it? well. Because at least I, I, Iron Maiden, you know they don't believe in God. You know they don't, you know where they stand. And, and that's the thing. I think it's the, I think it's about, 
the same music wise. So the reason people do that, the reason people put those songs on there, you know, talking about the Christian songs at the end. At the end, like Cody Johnson does it a lot now. He's he's a he's he's the guy right now in country yeah. music. Well, it's just to let you know where they stand, and and the reason for that is, it's 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 sad, really. And uh, I, I went down this road. It's it's because of the, I think, there's a there's a cowardice that we get into as Christians. We're not supposed to be cowards at all, but we get into depravity very badly as Christians. So we think that any band like we listen to Iron Maiden, there's this there's this consensus. There's or this not a consensus. There's this thought, this depraved thought, that they're trying to put a demon in your house. And they're not. They're just they're just guys playing music. I was in their shoes before. They just think this is cool. Yeah. Whether there's bands out there that do that, I don't know. But these people that put these albums out that have these gospel songs, they they know that too. They're and then they're trying to tell you, tell you, I'm a Christian. It's okay. Listen to this music. And they they don't see that uh their worldview they're putting there as far as um the the lifestyle of drinking and all that. They don't really see that because of their, their Christian beliefs. I'm sure they think it's, they think it's fine. They think as long as I'm maybe not getting drunk and all this, they probably think it's fine. Just like we rationalize any bit of sin in our life or there, as long as you're not going extreme, we, we have this depravity that thinks anything that isn't a a Christian artist is trying to hurt us. And it, and it, most of the time it isn't true. I don't know of any case where, for a fact, it is true. I know there's lots of legends about that. Yeah, but like, uh, play the records backwards. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's there's tons of legends, and and the most believable one is honestly probably Led Zeppelin because yeah, Jimmy Page was a did some questionable things, but I don't know that they were trying to do that, and I don't think they were. Well, well, it's the difference between what their motives were versus what our enemies' motives are. Oh yeah, and and and, and, and just because. Just because Jimmy Page got up there and did his little, you know, like demonic thing that people always say, oh, Jimmy Page did this little thing. And, and like the, I wrote this down right here. Sticks, right? The band Sticks is T Y X. They have some amazing songs and everybody knows them and stuff. But the word Sticks is named supposedly. And the first time I was told this, Kenny Jones told me that. And river like, and Hell. There's a river in Hell called yeah. Sticks and they named it that. And, and I've read through the whole Bible. I've never seen that. Yeah. And I've never read that, and I'm never, or I've never read it in our scriptures. However, I, for at, unfortunately, at first I dismissed it because, hey, it's not in the Bible. What are you doing? But then the more I got thinking about it, is that they knew that someone thinks that, yeah, and they're willing to do that, and whether whether it's their intent or whether it was, hey, I'm going to do this, and you you can come off saying that I'm just doing this for the fun of it, but the impact of that weapon of music is massive. Oh, it can be. And when you say God hates us all, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. When, it, like you said, for him, it was just a joke, yeah. right? Maybe. We don't know. We just trust it. Was, it was music. very lighthearted for him. Yeah. He didn't, for think, him, he didn't was, think anything into it. Now, the impact that it has is the question yeah. at hand. Is the music bad or is what can could come of it like with your friend? Yeah. Um that that's the question. And and I probably should say stop for a second and say that you need whoever's listening needs to really pray about where their line is. Draw your line. 
if you can handle bluegrass music, right? <laughs> there's some bad bluegrass music. Yeah. If you start listening to it, there's some lyrics in there that are not like, wait, this isn't godly, but it's because my papa listened to it. It must be okay. But I mean, there was horrible things in the 1920s too, in 1930s. So we're not going to say, well, because it's from then that it's automatically okay. But I also don't want to go what you were talking about is is to go to the other extreme and say allow everything. Yeah. Because it wasn't the intent. Well, the intent is irrelevant. What's in what is relevant is the intent of the enemy that's using that weapon. That's that's my mindset. I see. That's where I'm thinking. I see. And so for me, I have said ever since high school, even though I wasn't living right after high school in the Navy and all that. I've said that that the worst music is a lukewarm music, and the worst music that I can think of, realistically, is country music, because it does give out that lukewarm message. At least with the outlaws, it was the outlaws, you know, like outlaw country is outlaw country. But there's bands that have Christian artists come and sing two or three Christian songs in the middle of their deal, and they go right back into the stuff. What what message is that? Is it? And and I don't want to be the holiness person that's hard nosed to say that you have to pick one or the other. Yeah. However, we have to know, we have to be very cautious of the attacks, the I schemes, see, the schemes of the evil one, as the Bible says. Well, I see, and, and we, that's my thinking. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I understand that. the 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 thing about it is, is these guys, number one, most of these bands and these people started out as kids. I mean, right. either either really young kids or just, you know, kind of like I was, a teenager who yeah. was a kid. And Very then, few of them get put together as adults. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then get famous and never really grew up. So, I and I don't know how Sticks got their name, you know, but I've been in the band naming process hundreds of times, I think, and you wouldn't believe the things that get thrown out there and then things that get... I was in a band called uh, X and Ferris, which means from below, which we meant was from hell. That was that was the guy's intent. I didn't know that at the time, but um, it was just a neat uh, Latin name or something, and he named it, and me and the other guitar players said, we don't care, we're just making music. Yeah. And we literally said, because this guy was a nerd, this guy's a big nerd, and uh, he was he uh, he named the band, you know, we thought he was a nerd, he actually was a cool guy, but he named you know, there's it. There's cool nerds. Oh, yeah. oh I, well, now I'm into a lot of the same things he was, and we, me and me and my friend played with people older than us all the time. I mean, when we were uh, 16 or 17, we were playing with 35, 37 year olds, and uh, to us, a guy that really liked Star Wars and comic books and all that. At that age, we didn't think we, you know, we thought we'd be growing up out of that by that time. He had the, <laughs> he had the same interest as us, so it was like, okay, this guy's a nerd, and he came up with his name. Was like, we don't care. We're just playing music and. We're making money and we're having a good time, but and and looking back on that, that guy didn't have any ill things about. It. He just thought it was uh, intimidating and cool yeah. and metal. So a lot of times, this stuff is just happening by kids throwing around stuff. Whether what their intent is, who knows? But most of the time, I can vouch that they mean nothing by it. Right. And like you said, whether the enemy's using that or not, that's up for question. Because he can the, use anything. Absolutely. He's not just using. He's not just well, using Led Zeppelin's uh, well, "Stairway to Heaven." Well, how is he using? <laughs> you know, you think depraved Christians who think everybody's out to give them a demon or to yeah. to lead them away from God. You know, that isn't that isn't singing a hymn. 
they're they're turning they may be turning people in the opposite direction. I don't want to go to church with somebody like you know that's, that's yeah. what that what somebody says. I don't want to go to church with somebody that's a Bible thumper and doesn't want me to listen to anything. Who knows? The the thing with country music, most of these guys are singing about a worldview. And for poor American kids, it it's fits their world familiar. View. You know, yeah, these are yeah, things yeah. that happen that we did. And I generally do stay away from anything yeah, glorifying a sin, you know, even if it is country music. But worldviews are very important in music. They they can they can help you empathize with people. I don't really listen to rap, but I can I have empathized with people only through music. I can't be in their shoes, but I've seen a point of their life. What Tupac said, uh, I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm listen looking for a purse to snatch. I'd have never thought about it. I mean, I'd have never seen it from those eyes. I just see people yeah. stealing on TV. This guy got arrested for stealing. He's a thug. Dude's starving, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't see, I've never. doesn't justify it, but it makes you I, empathize. I've, I've never you. been in that position, but I can empathize with this guy yeah. nowadays now that I have a lot more empathy for people. Right. That, that I, I can see that and kind of make my heart hurt a little bit. And there's lots of songs, there's songs about, you know, abortion and such things, which I'm, I'm so against. Some, some songs put you into a, worldview to empathize to say well i couldn't i'm glad i don't have to make that choice you know yeah. as, about as far as i can go with it country music same way you you yeah. they're they're singing their worldview to me it appeals that's how i grew up and such and it's appealing to their singers and with those extra songs in there those christian songs it, it's it's they have they almost have to do that nowadays to let people know okay i'm not trying to hurt you my music yeah because there is a lot of christians that only listen to christian music because of that reason they won't they won't listen to anything that isn't christian music because they think somebody's trying to hurt them and my thoughts on that is where's the line am i not supposed yeah. to look at this painting because an atheist painted it am i not supposed to listen to mozart right now what what world would what would the world be if right. we didn't have some of these amazing painters and musicians and a lot of them did come out of the Renaissance and were trying to glorify God, but a lot of them didn't. Where do I draw the line? Do right. I not watch baseball anymore? Do I not watch right. football? No, I'm I'm not going to draw that line. I'm going to say I I understand creation enough to I know everything in some way or another does glorify God, and some way is going to be put to his use. I mean, he yeah. he can use anything the way he wants to. So. To draw that line in music, no, I'm not. I, I don't do that. I, I don't. I don't think that. And, and I got down that road for a little while. I went down that road of honest uh, depravity for a little while. I was. I I went so far. You know, you do. I do that with. Uh, I've done that with the news before, thinking that anybody on the opposite political side from me is really trying to wreck my life and wreck. Right. You know. I have, I have to back off sometimes. I have to step away from the news. I have to step away from some of these thoughts that thinking somebody put it in my head one time that anyone that wasn't on a Christian music label was working for the devil and they were had this big battle, yeah. you know, against it. That's not true. It, it's simply not true. And so, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to draw that line and I'm not going to, I'm not going to let myself be steeped in this cowardice, depravity and i wasn't called to be a coward i was called yeah. i was called to be strong you know they didn't jesus didn't call us to be a coward he they they didn't send 500 
Roman soldiers to arrest a rabbi because he was a coward and they didn't crucify him because he was boring. Yeah. He was he was he was a very strong man and a very powerful man, you know, yeah. and and same way I'm not gonna be a coward and say everything's out to get me. I know my line I, I have an idea of my lines and I'm not gonna cross into um anything that would make I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cross in anything that would make me go a path I would think would be leading towards sin and sometimes so I wanna I wanted to say that that when I first in two thousand seven in was it seven? Yeah, two thousand seven, when I first decided that I was living for Jesus and I started preaching and started all this stuff, I had all these CDs and stuff that just a lot of them were just garbage and should <laughs> never be listened to. And and so I just got rid of everything, threw it all away. I didn't give them away because I felt like if I can't be listening to it, why would I give it to somebody else to listen to? And so um I even thought later that I wish I would have like put them all on a piece of rebar and like melted them together so I could say, "Hey, look what I gave up," oh, you know. Wow. But I realized that that was being that wasn't godly, and <laughs> so um, I didn't listen. And for me, and I know this is another part of the conversation, but um, for me, there was a lot of people that I was so musically driven that like any time I was in the car, I had music on, truck on, music on. And now, and that was before Spotify and all that stuff was in my ears. Yeah. Now it's even crazier because it's easy to get to put Spotify, build your own playlist, and listen to whatever you know. Um, and and which I'm, I'm a huge fan of Spotify. Um, and you can listen to this podcast on Spotify. And so, like the, but you can listen to that and and have all that music at your hand. But when I was working in singer, I was in there with the in a, in a, the metal shop. Not metal, metal, but metal, <laughs> make it metal. And uh, and I wasn't trying to be an overbearing Christian. And so what I did was I would listen to Christian music one day, and the next day I'd relinquish the reins to the music to the other guy and let him play what he wanted to. I wasn't trying to be overbearing, make him listen. So we took turns, and we'd listen. So three days one week was Christian music, another three days. And so then I was like, man, there's got to be some. And I already kind of knew because when I was so bored – listening to Southern gospel music all the time. And I didn't want to listen to Jesus culture all the time. I wanted something that was, that was kind of familiar, but, but also in a worship mind and which is hard to find that. And I found this band called red and there's a Christian band and then skillet and then all these other ones. And so I started listening to them and I was and then head Welch, Brian from corn. He put a record out, which I didn't care for, but I bought it, you know, cause I was so excited to hear his story, and he had a great story, or uh, has a great testimony, and and so I started doing all that. But when I was in singer, and I was listening to metal, you know, like we we had to be careful what we were listening to because there's customers coming in all the time. But all of a sudden, I, within and this is my this is not his fault. This is my fault. All of a sudden, within like three or four months, all five days was metal. Yeah, and and if, at first it turned into Christian metal. And there was one, he goes, they're trying to sound like Pantera. I'm like, that band's older than Pantera. And he goes, what? Like, you know, so, and, but it just, it was just crazy. Like, and I caught myself sliding away a little bit in my focus because of music. Yeah. So I, I needed to know where my boundary was. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, is, is that because of music or because of you and your lines? Yeah, you know? That, that's my line. And that was it. And so, 
That's why we're having the question. Yeah. Is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music? I think that there are songs out there that should not be listened to by anybody. Yeah, me too. And and there's some I mean there's some bad songs out there. And then but there's songs out there that are great. Is it Okay, so there's this guy from the uh 30s, 40s, 50s, I don't know, jazz named Duke Wellington. Plays a clarinet. If you've never heard of Duke Wellington, listen to it. It is 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 jazz. There's no singing. So is that okay? Can I listen to that? Because there's nothing, no vocals. It's all oh, yeah. music. And to me, I love instrumental music like that, especially stuff that I can't play that I know I'll never oh, yeah. be able to play. I have a, a playlist on my phone of bluegrass instrumentals, and it's just probably ten songs. That every now and then, I'll just put it on, listen to it, yeah. like songs that I know. Hey, I'll never be able to do that. You know what they say about jazz is uh. The musician, a jazz musician, he'll play a thousand chords to three people, and a pop musician will play three chords to a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll, that, yeah. In, in the same manner, that that can be said. You know, what's he trying to do with these chords and with this music? Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. not even any words there. He's not trying to do anything except he show just, off. Yeah, you know, because uh, the musician's brain is about it is is different. If oh, you've yeah. never played an instrument, you don't understand. The the gravity of trying to to perform and there's a performance thing and you enjoy even if you mess up when people walk up afterwards and say hey it, it, listen if you're listening to this and your and your musicians at church are really good make sure you let them know it because it's a huge encouragement when they're trying to and they're practicing and they're doing all this stuff and and they're you know we want to be able to keep them motivated Man, as, as someone who is. Honestly, just slightly artistic myself. I'm not. I'm more of a of the math side of music. I mean, that's I have to. I've I have struggled and worked to learn everything music I have. I'm I'm not a natural musician. Never yeah. was. I've worked for it. To meet somebody who is an artist, who is a true musician and an artist, just the slight artist in me, it's I can see the beauty. It is so beautiful. The guy the guy that he used to play with at church, he was an artist. You can see, I mean, he comes up with things so naturally that just make it beautiful, whatever, right. whatever you're doing. And, and wrote songs. And, and writes beautiful songs. And, and the guy I come up playing guitar with, he's just, he's an artist. I mean, he, he, and he's a, he, he can focus on both sides, but he is naturally an artist who is very intelligent. So he's a wonderful artist. And, and the things they come up with is, are so beautiful. I mean, it, it is in itself glorifying God whether they want to admit it or not God what God had created is amazing and beautiful to look at in these guys and it, it can be as far as the secular thing like I say nothing music itself isn't secular what what's the difference between twinkle twinkle little star and sing a rain on a roof on a summer night where I still know wrong from right sing a song about the heartland sing a song about my life both the same level of wholesome goodness, you know, yeah. is that one's a country singer. Yeah. You know, you know, there, there, there isn't one's the country singer. One is the, <laughs> you're right about that. There, there isn't anything essentially secular about music. It people, some people I'm sure will try to make it that way or divide the line. Any of those lines are, are kind of, kind of distasteful to me honestly i think you know we're 
we're called to love our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and love our neighbor as our own. And a lot of this music helps you very much empathize and getting your neighbor's mindset in a way that you you're not going to, and you're not going to hear about their life in any other way in the life of the lifestyle some of these people live in any other way than listening to their music. So can we conclude? Because it's been an hour. Okay. <laughs> you said, I can't talk for an yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, so can we conclude with the, with the notion that Paul says that be all things to all people, uh, but also if, it, if your brother stumbles about eating meat, don't eat meat around them. Right? Don't cause your brother to stumble. And so if there are people listening who, who refuses to listen to anything that's not Southern gospel, yeah. or, you know, there's people, we didn't even get into the idea of Christian rock and rap and stuff that people cannot stand. Well, we didn't even get into that, which we could have no tol- a totally different episode about that. Um, but if, if you don't like it, or let's say sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so does not like uh, pick a band, whatever. Yeah. Country music, yeah. rock, oh, I'm whatever. Not, I'm not going to play it around it, I think it's in our, important for us to to say, hey, okay, that's, your, that's where you're at. That's who you are. That's where you are. And that's where your convictions are. And if that's where your convictions are, it's my responsibility to not cause you to stumble. And that's what Paul says is, you know, cause not your brother to stumble. And so it's on me if I know it and I do it anyway, then there's a problem there. And that's when then, then it falls on me differently, you know, and, and so for me, I, I look at, I look at some of the great music. And, and when I say great music, I'm talking secular music, you know, listening to some of the great songs of, of, of the 70s, 60s, 70s and such, especially like when from before my time, I remember listening to, um, there's a song, um, Elizabeth Reed, In Memory of Elizabeth Reed by Almond Brothers. There's, it's just instrumental. And the, man, just the depth and, and all that to that. Um, one thing I wanted to say real fast, and I'll let you close it out, but uh, is I, I truly believe, and this is my belief, and it's hard to really back it in Scripture, but this is my feelings, all right, that God gave every actor, actress, musician, artist, everybody, God poured those talents into them, and they were hijacked and commandeered from the world. The worldview, their, their sin nature hijacked those and have used those in an ungodly way. I don't believe that the devil gives Robert Johnson the ability to play the guitar. You know, the whole crossword oh, story. Yeah. I don't believe the devil gave him so I don't believe Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil in the crossroads of Clarksdale, Mississippi, and had the ability to sell. I mean, that's a huge story. Yeah. You know, like it's a folklore. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole 27 Club. The Oh Brother, where art thou? Yeah. Kind of hit on that. I don't believe that he sold his soul to the devil there. However, I do believe that he had a God given talent. That was taken. It was hijacked by the by the sin nature, and was used in a way outside of glorifying God. So when I see uh, Brian Welch from Corn, when I see you know uh, Dennis DeYoung from Sticks, the, or Freddie Mercury, the singers, the the people who can just make this music and it's so amazing, it, it goes to what you said. God created them. God created their talents. It just got kind of hijacked sometimes, and some of some of that stuff 
it, I'm gonna leave it up to them, whoever's listening, to decide whether I keep bumping the table. I told you not to do that, and I'm doing it. Uh, it I'm gonna leave it up to the listeners to say it's it's your discretion. It's 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 on you. And now have a set of rules for your children. Have the same set of rules for you. Oh yeah. Don't be a hypocrite in that. You know, I, I listen. I I mean. I guarantee if I open up Spotify, the the one band will be the Almond Brothers and the one underneath it will probably be Led Zeppelin because I listen <laughs> to them every now and then. And but you know, be careful. Be be aware of where your heart is, be aware of where your spirit is. And be where, aware of where it's heading as well. Yeah. Keep your focus on God. Oh yeah. And some things. of that stuff and some of that stuff will go away. You'll you'll find yourself not wanting to listen to it because your focus is on God. That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah you uh, there's there's things that a lot of people consider pretty innocent. I don't listen to, and I think it's a conviction. Yeah, I think it's a conviction. You you have to know your limits. You you may have to learn your limits. Yeah, unfortunately, right. you yeah. know some some have spent a long time learning that. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. There, so. it's I, I I encourage people to get into music. To, to learn to play and if you're trying to learn to play play with others that mm. you are very much depriving yourself if you're not playing with people as soon as you start playing guitar try to find somebody to play with you learn twice as fast and you learn twice as much as well yeah and and play with people who are better than you that's yeah, the thing. all the time it's like playing golf you oh. play with people who are better than you and you'll learn more you know yeah that, so. no, that's that's why i play there everybody else is better than me <laughs> well because you ain't play with me yet that's why <laughs> So, do you mind to close us out in prayer? Oh, absolutely. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here with my friend. I thank you for this opportunity to to share some views, Lord. I pray that everything said here was of you, Lord. I pray that as I go on, Lord, it'll all be of you. Father, I thank you for my friend, and I thank you for the people listening. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.